You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 249, Feng Shui Chi Forecast for November 2023. Welcome to episode 249 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach Feng Shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. Be sure to check us out, sign up for our mailing list. We have special free workshops and opportunities. In fact, we have our annual New Year's reset package that is going to be up for sale in the middle of November. So the best way to keep in touch with that is to stay tuned on our mailing list. You can also visit our website but we'll have all the information on our mailing list and you can sign up for our mailing list by going to the show notes and opting in, or you can go to mindfuldesignschool.com slash join or mindfuldesignschool.com and scroll to the bottom of the page. There's an opt-in box. And so every year, if you've been following us for a while, you know that we do a new year's reset package. And in 2024, we will be welcoming in the year of the wood dragon. So this is a really exciting year. Dragons are always so special and dragon year is always so special. And every year we do this energy reset package. So it includes some self-study materials that you have access to right away to prepare for the transition, the new year, the new year transition for the new energy. And it will also... This year, we'll have a live class with me, Angie, sometime in November. We haven't set the date yet, but that'll all be announced in the newsletter. And then we culminate the class on Lunar New Year in 2024 with Laura and Angie together. We teach a class and do a special ritual to invite in the new year and the energy of the wood dragon and a blessing for all of our participants. So we know we have a lot of you listeners that have been coming for years. We were just looking at how we've been doing this since 2019. So we hope you'll join us and stay tuned on our mailing list. So this month we're inviting in November mm-hmm. and Laura's going to start us up with the key dates for the solar terms and the moon cycles. Yes. November, the solar terms, and this is what we do every month. I know that there's a lot of people that that tune in and and wait for our our chief forecasts. And how we roll it is we start by talking a little bit about seasonally what's going on. And we base this using the solar terms from the Chinese calendar, which is an agricultural calendar that is thousands of years old. And the solar terms are ways to look at each of the seasons in kind of a little bit more of a broken down way to see how nature changes and shifts. And it's a really good way for you to take a look at what's going on where you are. So the first solar term, and actually tomorrow, as many of you know, it's a, a pretty cool time of the year at the late, late August, moving into November, the few days, which we're just right now, as we know, when this podcast is coming out is tomorrow is Samhain. And, and then on November the 2nd is All Souls Day or the Day of the Dead, or 
Giorno de Morti in Italy or Dia de Muertos in Mexico and in Latin American countries. Obviously, Catholic countries that celebrate or honor their ancestors or those who have passed. Samhain is a Celtic festival. These are all celebrations in each of these cultures that has to do with shifting of energy going into a a transformation or a transition to a thinner time where it is easier to access and connect with the energy of ancestors and souls and and a lot of you know these beliefs are cross-cultural and when we start to think about that in terms of a feng shui chi perspective it's really an interesting month because what happens in november we're coming out of metal energy which is very sensitive it contracts it's very in tune and the energy is going to settle down into the earth and water chi is coming so the first solar term that we have november 7th is actually called start of winter or winter begins and it is recognizing that this new energy will be emerging that winter chi is coming and the transition point is earth is the boundary again so the energy and you know the way metal chi works it sort of contracts and even if you just think about what's going on around you i mean you know, the leaves are on the ground, they're dying down into the ground, and the energy is returning down deep, deep, deep into the roots. And then what's going to happen is things are getting colder and colder. And we need to prepare for these colder months during this two week term, we bundle up, you know, we start to really prepare for this long, cold winter that we know is coming, right? These are what this predictable cycles. And so that energy is returning down into the earth where it's going to be quite still as water chi, right? And then November 22nd, the solar term is minor snow. And that is when, depending on where you are, we always say this caveat, like it's different, right? Different climates are gonna experience different versions of what this means in the Northern hemisphere. But the temperatures can drop quite a lot. So it's a significant temperature drop. Where I am, we often get our first snow during this period. And sometimes it's a really big snow because the precipitation is a bit higher. It's a time when, you know, you really need to actually bundle up and maybe, you know, you've been avoiding putting a hat on, a toque, as we call it in Canada, a hat or scarf. And it's... You know, you just want to cocoon, you want to come in, you want to make soup. So this is the beginning of this month is this transition month into this long winter. The full moon this month is November 27th. And historically, the name of this moon is beaver moon or frost moon. Beavers making their lodges, making their little, you know, beaver dams because animals are preparing for hibernation and we are preparing for hibernation. It's really the last time that you can start to store and prepare because once the snow covers things, that's it, you're done. You can't gather anything more. So it's really the last, it's the last chance to to really prepare for this cold time that's coming. The chi of, as I talked a little bit about, is this, again, this in-between time, November in-between time shifting, 
from metal to water, right? And using that sort of cold metal, moving into earth to transition and then coming out and flowing into water. Uh, Angie, this month, animals. So in the Chinese calendar, we also have associations with the Chinese zodiac. This in general governs your year animal. And we also always recommend if you're interested in the Chinese zodiac to work with a qualified four pillars or a Batsu consultant. So for November, November is connected with the energy of the pig. The pig is the month of November called Hai in Chinese. And pig, those born in the year of the pig, have a really excellent BFF relationship with those born in the year of the tiger. So it's a really beneficial month for those born in the year of the tiger. And then in addition, those born in the year of the pig are also in harmony with the year of the ram and the year of the rabbit. So if you're born in the year of the ram or the rabbit, this is also a very harmonious month for you in general. And then those that will find the energy of the pig month in November a bit challenging would be those born in the year of the monkey, as well as those born in the year of the snake. So remember with all of these Chinese zodiac animals, it's almost like a weather forecast. You know, it's just a recommendation that you might have a very sunny, supportive month, or you might have a rainy month. And to just kind of take that with some care, instead of looking at it like as a death sentence <laughs> okay just just pack an umbrella basically yes pack an umbrella. <laughs> so every month angie and i go back and forth and do a reading angie does I ching i do tarot this month it is my turn i will be doing a tarot reading and the inspiration for my question had a lot to do with the energetic movement shifting into this november metal chi contracting and stilling into this water chi And so I asked the question for podcast listeners, how they can navigate the energy of November, but specifically, I asked how our listeners can use the energy of November to transition into water chi. Okay, so when I pulled the card, I was thinking about what is it that we need to be aware of that we can bring to the surface and think about. Okay, and so what I do is I pull one major arcana card for the overall theme and thing that we need to be aware of. And then I pull a minor arcana card that is the how we get there. It gives us a little bit more insight into what we might need to do to support it. So the first card that I pulled, the major arcana card I pulled was the hangman. The Hanged Man is a water card, actually, and it has to do with being suspended, being stuck in a way, and I, I think it's almost stuck in a, in a meditative spiritual way, that you are in a holding pattern. And it asks the question, you know, what are you sacrificing to make things okay. Like, what are you doing that is making you kind of sit there and not continue to your full potential? So there's a bit of self-sacrifice. Sometimes it's even self-sabotage. 
that is keeping you in this holding pattern or this rut, okay? So asking yourself, what am I doing? Am I just going along to get along? Am I showing up at times in my life where I'm not fully being authentic, you know, really, you know, kind of leading into who I am because, you know, I'm comfortable in this, in this rut, but also it can be imposed by external forces. So it could just be with expectations that people think that you need to, to be like this and, you know, that you're forced into this, but at some point the card sort of asks you what's something's got to give. So you know, do what do you need to give up? What do you need to change in order to move past this? And, you know, giving something up so that in the question, if we go back to the question, it really has to do with tuning into this transition into water chi. And water chi has a lot to do with intuitive, spiritual insight, all of these higher wisdoms and, you know, higher connections to your own chi these these things that you know that are there that you want to tap into a little bit more but maybe you're holding back okay so you're kind of in an energetic limbo and the card reminds us to show up authentically to really own that like the nimbus around the head is this potential and what can you step into right what can you change and are you just always worried about what others are going to think about you? Are you worried about how you need to show up? Maybe you're scared of succeeding. That's really common. <laughs> you know, you're self-sabotaging. You're scared of succeeding. And water chi in both medallions, in both feng shui and in tarot, is about intuitive. It's about emotion, but it's about deep emotion right and it's about this mysterious unseen part so there's a lot of yin energy in this card as well which is interesting because we're moving into a very yin time so then i pulled the minor arcana to ask how can we show up more authentically like how can we move past this so what can we do when we truly want to 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 be what we want to be and to do what we want to do, okay? How can we stop worrying about what others think in the, and that that's put us into this rut? And I got the Knight of Cups. And the Knight of Cups is when you get a court card like this in this kind of a reading, I, I take it as we need to embrace our inner Knight of Cups. So the Knight of Cups is... Uh, he's on a horse. The horse is moving forward. The horse isn't moving too fast. It isn't moving too slow. So there's progress. It's going to happen. But the nice thing about it's another water card. Cups are water. Is that the Knight of Cups is charming, is fun, is emotionally available. People really like that. So what part of you have within you, the Knight of Cups, this inner knight of cups that is this charming, charismatic, you know, emotionally, you know, available, not afraid to show that they love people, that they're affectionate, that they can connect. 
So can you move forward into this period of, okay, so you're stuck, you know that you're moving into a time of more intuitive, you know, inner kind of wisdom, really, because we're all moving inside, we're going to be spending a lot more time quietly. So when you move into this time to explore these parts of yourself, can you do it with ease? Can you do it with grace? Can you flow into it using this water? Can you act a little bit like the Knight of Cups, which is don't be aggressive, don't be like the Knight of Wands or the, or even the, you know, um, the Knight of Swords, you know, be really lovely about it. Don't push. And I think that there's also uh, inherently in water cards and in water court cards, there's a compassion underlying it. So lots of water energy in both of these cards that I think for listeners out there that are curious about diving a little bit more into their own inner knowing, their intuitive side, we're moving into this water season. Be kind to yourself and show up authentically the way you want to show up, but you can take your time and you can still be a loving, sweet person. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to push it or force it. Angie, what does that make you think about? (laughs) Well, some things that I thought about in terms of your reading and the energy Mm -hmm. of November is the part where you talked a lot about all the water element that that's here Mm -hmm. and being kind to yourself in relationship to that. It also is aligned with Halloween and this time of year Day of the Dead and so forth, All Souls Day. And there's a theme of honoring your ancestors and connecting with your ancestors. So if you didn't know, I know Laura knows, but if the listeners didn't know, there's actually an area of the feng shui Bagua Mandala that connects to your ancestry. And from our perspective, we would connect it with the Khan area, which is the water area, which if you're looking at a Bagua visually, it would be the area that's connected to the color black. And it's also sometimes called career, sometimes called your path in life. Again, it's a water element, but also it's related to your ancestors where you come from. So ways that you can work with this energy at this time, you can explore water by honoring your ancestors Maybe you have an ancestor altar or an ancestor shrine, or even thinking about your ancestors, just noting them, just giving a little bit of gratitude there. And also looking at that maybe in the career area of your home, what's going on in that career area of your home. And Mm -hmm. many people will have their door in that, their front door in that area. And when we talk about your ancestry or your lineage, it may not be connected to your family, but it may be your, something that's connected to your cultural lineage, or it could be your, a family that you've created, the lineage of that, or it could be something that is really, you know, something that means a lot to you that has, there's some past and intention that's come now to this present moment, and then also connecting yourself to that lineage, noticing how you're a future ancestor and what do you want to leave behind? 
Yeah, and I think it, it's interesting. You've talked about a different side of water. So as we move into this water season, we're going to talk a lot more about it in the next month or two during the chief forecasts. Water is intuitive, but it is also your path in life. And it is figuring out what you want to do next, what you want to flow into. So if, you know, there's a lot of aspects here that that this month and the reading and what Angie was saying that you can choose your way that you want to use water. So some of you might be like, oh, yeah, I'm all over getting in touch with my intuitive side. I really feel like I've been shutting the door to that and I, I need to do more work about that. Or I wish to do more work with that and I'm going to be compassionate when I do that. Or it could be, you know, this these days or I'm feeling this thin time. I'm feeling a desire to connect with my ancestry, my lineage, whatever that means for you. Spirit guides, however, whatever you want to call in. That's another path that you can explore. And then the one that is maybe a little bit more mundane, but also equally important, and it doesn't need to be, is where are you going? Like, what do you like to do? What kind of purpose do you want to find? Maybe you're at a crossroads. Maybe you're, you know, this is a transition month. Maybe you're thinking, I want to change my career, or I just don't love the way that the path that my life is taking in my kind of daily work life and I want to shift it. So I think there, this is the water is very, it has lots of different, you know, yin and yang parts to it. And I think this just shows you that as we move into the season, although it is very quiet and it is very still, it is a good time to explore all of these things because you're going to have a lot of time to sit hopefully in front of a nice fire and cozy up and, or, you know, and, and really take the time to explore these different facets of water. Yeah. And, and that said, I think if you're not touching into what's happening underneath what's happening internally, like that intuitive side, it's harder to work with the more, you know, what Laura called the more mundane things. So those are, those are just connected. They're not, they're not different. And then I was also thinking for those of you that are in the Southern hemisphere, you know, there's always a feeling I, we get a little bit of a feeling for the people in the Southern hemisphere that they're being neglected, but really it's actually the same, a similar, this similar teaching. So maybe you're not sitting inside next to a fire, like Laura was saying, but maybe you're sitting outside next to the sun, which is another form of fire. And then maybe if we're going to explore the water element more, Laura talked about like making soups. So in the Northern hemisphere, you're warming yourself with soups, but you know, also in Chinese medicine in the summer, you could have soups too, and not necessarily cool soups. They also say to have warm soups. So again, there's always these two sides of the same coin. Like Laura said, like maybe there's this part about exploring your what's happening into it on the intuitive side of you, but how does that come out in the world in your everyday life? And and again, as simple as like sitting at home next to the fire or sitting out in the sun, they're essentially the same teaching. Mm-hmm. It's about balance. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. We also wanted to take some time after this episode, and maybe we'll do this for the next few episodes to thank some of our listeners, especially the ones that have left reviews for us. 
So I'm just pulling up my notes. Shout out time. Yeah. You want to go first? Do a shout out. Sure. So thank you to our listeners that have added reviews um, for our podcast because that really helps, helps us a lot. In Apple Podcasts. In the Apple Podcast, yes. And this is from, this is called A Relatable Team from Sarmar007. I have been learning more and more about feng shui and I love that Laura and Angie make it relatable. Not every recipe works for the same client and home. And I think it's refreshing to know that what works for one doesn't work for all. There's lots of fun tips in their podcast to be able to make small changes without being overwhelmed. Thank you. Thanks so much, Sarmar. (laughs) And I'm going to read one because, you know, actually on Apple Podcasts, since I'm in the U.S., I see the U.S. reviews and Laura's in Canada and you see the Canadian reviews. I wonder why you don't see the Italian. I don't know. It's, It's interesting. It must just be because it knows... It, my account is Canadian. I don't know. I know. I'm curious. Like now I want to know, like, are there UK ones? Are there like that we're not seeing? Like there's got to be a way we can see all these. Well, I did. I was able to see some of the ones from Norway because we have some Norwegian students, but also because some people that entered the giveaway, they were mm-hmm. you know, part of the giveaway was to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And so some of our Norwegian listeners sent in their a screenshot of their review so if you want like if you're in another country if you're not in canada or in the u.s you you know send us your take a screenshot and respond to one of our newsletters and mm-hmm. send us a screenshot of your review and yeah, we'll give you a shout out yeah so we'll close with a shout out to ray of Lindsay who left a review in august and They said, so inspirational and practical. This podcast is such a wonderful way to learn about feng shui. It's both inspiring and easy to understand, but also seems to stay true to the spirit of feng shui. I am so glad to have found this podcast. And Angie and Laura always get me moving when I feel stuck or feeling uninspired. So thank you so much, Lindsay. You are a ray to us too. And these help a lot because one, it helps us to get the word out more on the podcast and it helps our podcast to be to be shown more but we also really appreciate hearing some mm-hmm. kind words now it and fills then. our it fills our cup it makes us happy yeah so thank you thanks to both of you and um and we'll do this at the end of the upcoming episodes so thank you again everyone even if you haven't left a review for listening to our podcast you can tune in every week for a new podcast episode if you like our podcast please share it with others subscribe leave a review you can always support us by checking out our certification which is starting in february so we're about half full right now and so it's open for enrollment and we only teach our certification once a year so we hope you'll join us if you've been planning on doing that and then we also have a mini course that will be up and available in the next couple weeks our feng shui reset package so it's the 2024 year of the wood dragon energy reset package that we do every year and we're welcoming in the year of the dragon together we love meeting with our listeners and doing this live class every year and this year we're going to do two live classes which is super special and thank you so much for listening sign up for a mailing list and we'll see you next week